Jim Davis Show on Colorado's sports leader, the team. o'clock. Thanks for joining us. Jim and Cake from the Bozarth Miller Chevrolet Buick Studios, the most trusted name in automobiles. So want about a Wednesday with Talon Wine. You want a bottle of Talon Wine, which makes for the perfect holiday gift. But keep in mind that you can't pick up your prize next week. Yeah, after Friday until after the first of the year. So from this Friday, 22nd, until January 2nd, our offices will be closed. We'll be here well, you will. Well, I, you'll be gone next week. I am out of here. And next week it'll be Buckeye, and then I think Max is coming in next Friday. So, the, so it'll be it'll be a little bit of a rotating cast here, a little bit, not too much though. It's been a rotating cast the last two weeks. I've been, I've been trying to work vacation in. Buckeye's trying to get his in. You're trying to get yours in before the end of the year. Use it or lose it. So, exactly. So, uh, but once again, if you win. You're good right now. Like today, if you win, you can pick a prize tomorrow. It's Thursday. Yep. Friday, we're closed. We're always closed on Fridays. But right now, we'll be closed from the 22nd till January 2nd. We'll be back open on the 2nd. So do keep that in mind. But you can your prize will be waiting. Once again, you can only win once every two weeks. And you can qualify this month for uh, our, our never-ending contest with Mesa Jewelers, where you could win diamond earrings from Mesa Jewelers valued at $6,000. $495. Get the details at the team1340.com. So it's a pretty sweet little gift. Oh, yeah. You could give into the new year with Mesa Jewelers and the Never Ending Contest. So uh, today you can win a bottle of Talon wine, which makes for a perfect holiday gift, by the way, or just can keep it for yourself if you want to. We're not going to tell. Uh, Bird Dog over at Bird Family Insurance. Like in the Avalanche commentary, they're losing some tough games late. Bigger picture, the best team doesn't always win the cup. It's the hottest team at the end. This is true. And if you look at the power rankings on the athletic right now, Avs are the second ranked team in the power rankings right now. Now, we should, you know, it, it is, however, not all, you know, rosy. Uh, Devon Taves, after the, um, after the game last night, had a very telling interview where he said that there are some guys on the Avs right now that are not playing to the level that they really ought to be, but still think that they're, you know, oh, we're fine, everything's fine, and, well, not really. So, you know, maybe there's still some sort of, I don't want to say tension, but, you know, maybe the locker room's not as gelled together as they'd like to be, and I think a lot of that could be. Do we want to, do you want to hear some of it? If you have it, yeah. I have it. Here's Devon Taves after the game last night, Avs defenseman. Yeah, we came out pretty well, actually. You know, the power play goals obviously helped. Um, at some point, you know, they're going to get power plays back, too. It usually tends to even itself out and, uh, you know, break down on the penalty kill for the third goal. But... Besides that, you know, we, we didn't really get to our game much. You know, it, it looked at times like we were, and then we just don't. I think uh, it's frustrating right now. 
I was going to say, you seem really visibly frustrated. What is it that's just so you know, upsetting about a loss like that? No, it's just self-awareness of, of knowing the situation and, and knowing the way the game's trending. And we have guys that are, you know, going out against our structure and, and doing things that we don't do as a team. And, and that's what's frustrating, you know, when you have... 20 guys in here that are working towards the same goal and have the same, you know, goal in mind. It's it's fun to play. Uh, you know, that's how you win games in this league. And when you have 14 guys that are that are playing to the structure and six that aren't, it's really tough to win in this league. That's you know, it doesn't take a lot, you know, or, or many guys to go against the way that your team wants to play in order to uh, in order to lose a game. And just our self awareness of, of knowing when we're playing well and knowing when we're not is just not there. You know? All right. So there are people criticizing Taves for saying that, saying there's 14 guys here that are on the same page and six that aren't. Probably best said in the, the dressing room. Best said at a practice session. But that's not the most... Once again, guys in the NHL don't say scathing comments. They don't make scathing comments. No. Normally. This is as scathing as it gets typically for an NHL guy. And it's also coming from a veteran guy in Devon Taves. It's not coming from a if he came from Kale McCarr, considering what he's accomplished, still relatively young into his career, I don't think people have a problem with that either. No. But Devon Taves has been around a long time. And should he, have, should he make those comments to those six guys, being a veteran guy, <laughs> privately? Yeah. And again, I, 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 I have no problem with that. But this also, I don't have this huge problem with him saying this. I would prefer, now if I was his teammate... I was one of those six guys. Hey, Devon, why don't we talk about this behind closed doors? I would prefer that. I think Jared Bednar would prefer that. And I think But this, it's not the worst thing in the world what he said. No, it's not. And and I, I, for the most part, I think his sentiment is correct that there are some guys right now not on the same page. Now, I think, I think both the comment itself at face value, which is not all of us are on the same page, plus the fact that he made such a comment both of those things i think you can make an argument stem from not having gabe landeskog in the locker room doesn't help i, not, I agree doesn't not, help. not having a captain not having your captain in landeskog because that's the sort of thing where the captain can do two things in that situation and we wouldn't be talking about this Number one, you can get those six guys on the same page if that were the case. And number two, he can talk to Devon Taves or whoever and say, hey, I know that you're frustrated. I know that this is where we're at and I agree with you. But that sort of thing doesn't, like you said, doesn't leave team meetings, doesn't leave the locker room, doesn't get out to the media. That's only going to serve... That's only going to serve as fuel to the fire for pe- for people or teams that are going up against the avalanche and want to try to find weaknesses. So, I, but once again, I don't have a, a, a huge problem with what he said. I don't, I don't either. It wasn't that these guys suck or these guys are selfish. He did it in a nice way, though, kind of say that. He's like, look, we're not on the same page. We have 14 guys that are on the same page and six that aren't. And that does exclude, it does focus on a group of guys that he has a problem with. Once again, would prefer it if he was doing this behind closed doors. 
Yep. But but I'll I'll take that kind of comment as opposed to switching sports here. George Pickens with the Steelers. Talking about not blocking for his running back. Because I ain't want to get an injury. When you stay on the block too low, you can get ran up on very easily. Because he didn't throw a block for Jalen Warren on, on a play at the seven-yard line. Had a chance at scoring if Pickens helps block, but he gets tackled from behind. Pickens just stood there. I guess admire the honesty, correct? Admire, I mean, admire Pickens just being honest. Look, man, I made a business decision there. That's the only thing I can admire George Pickens for, that he was being honest. Otherwise, what are you doing? Jalen Ward, I'm like, what, what are you doing? We're trying to win a football game. We're trying to stay in the playoff hunt. I have a chance to score. And you don't throw a block that's going to help me score? Help, help me with, help you. To help all of us. Help me <laughs> help you. So in the world of media and which is more upsetting of damning. It's George Pickens over Devon Taves. By a by a country mile. Exactly. Uh, all right. 809. So it is wine about a Wednesday with Talon Wine. Got something to complain about today. Please do, because you can win a bottle, bottle of Talon Wine from us today. Uh, text or call us, Chick-fil-A breakfast team phone line, 970-242-1340. Jim and Cake from the uh, Bozarth Miller Chevrolet Buick Studios, the most trusted name in automobiles. A couple of uh, housekeeping things here I want to get to before we go to around the NFL. Congratulations to uh, Doug Shawcroft. Yes. He wins the uh, bouquet of flowers, courtesy of Garvey's Gardens, our pile pigskin pick'em winner for this last time out, and it's powered by Kistner Motors. Uh, so uh, get your picks in before the Thursday night game tomorrow night, Rams and the Saints, and which we'll have here on the team, by the way, at 530. Go to the team1340.com. Once again, it's powered by Kistner Motors. And a, grand, a big grand prize, or part of it's going to be the uh, Traeger Tailgater Grill from Fruita Co-op Country. Uh, went out and picked it up yesterday. Uh, Mark Liff out there did accuse me of, uh, he said, hey, if I ever come to your house and find that big green egg that you guys gave away last year, I'll uh, I'll know that uh, it didn't end up in the uh, the winner's hands last year, Jim. Hmm. He said he'd be a little suspicious. He's, he's a little suspicious that I was loading it into to my truck and hauling it up. No. Well, we, you know, what you should have done is you should have taken one of the company vehicles well, to I do load have, it in. I do have Amanda from Promotions to verify that I did bring it back here. It is... It is within the confines of NBC Grant. We it have is, a witness. It is, it is not at my house. No, it is not. But uh, Mark's retiring after the first of the year. Got a chance to meet Ryan, his replacement yesterday. And I and, uh, want to wish Mark the very best in uh, retirement. Super classy guy. Great human being. And um, going to miss, well, we'll still be getting together. But... Uh, uh, but Mark will work out there. Yeah, but Mark will uh, no longer be the manager out there after the first of the year. But uh, uh, really appreciate the friendship, the relationship uh, uh, that I have with Mark. And so wishing him a very Merry Christmas to him and his family, but also uh, a happy retirement as well for Mark Liff out of Fruita Co-op Country. Also uh, went to the service for Rich Emerson over the weekend. Uh, his son Jeff listens to our program. Uh, Jeff used to work with us years and years ago when we were out on Horizon Drive and uh, uh, just a great turnout. Sat next to Sean McKinney from uh, CMU at the, the service and 
saw a bunch of folks there. Chris Hanks was there. Uh, Phil McGowan from the baseball team. Um, uh, Duke Ortman was there. Saw Duke there. Uh, Chuck Nissen as well. But uh, Rich was such a great guy. Of course, he was the uh, owner and manager of Johnson's House of Flowers. Was a teacher for years. Uh, before that, uh, they had a, a, a very quick anecdote about uh, about Rich. That when he was a teacher, he had a student that he could not get to pay attention in class. And Rich asked him, what is it going to take to get you to pay attention? He says, I want to see you walk on your hands. So Rich emptied his pockets, went out in the hallway, <laughs> okay. and proceeded to walk down the hallway on his hands. Did that and kid then, start paying attention? That kid apparently started paying attention because wow. Rich paid off on what, what he said he would do. But uh, just an incredible human being, wonderful guy. And um, so um, uh, certainly our, our condolences to, to, to Jeff and, and, and his family uh, of, the, of the passing of, of Rich Emerson, who was just a wonderful community guy as well, involved in a, a bunch of different things on different boards and, and charities here in the Grand Valley as well. All right, 813, Jim along with uh, Cake today from the Bozarth Miller Chevrolet Buick Studios, the most trusted name in automobiles. Let's go around the NFL. The latest on the Broncos and the league. It's around the NFL on the Jim Davis Show. All right, some things to get to. Broncos safety Kareem Jackson can be uh, can return to practice today. By the way, after uh, his four game suspension has concluded, uh, of course, remember he's been suspended twice, total of six games. Uh, during his suspension, he's had the opportunity to complain about what he sees as a double standard in the NFL for the hits that he's had as opposed to others. And he even went to New York to meet with Commissioner Roger Goodell. During Saturday's game with the Broncos and the Lions, uh, Jackson had a bunch of different social media posts that uh, referenced a hit by Lions defensive back Brian Branch on Broncos tight end Adam Troutman that didn't draw a flag. Jackson wrote, can't read it all because the FCC won't let me. Oh, that's bleeping head-to-head stuff. I would have got ejected for that for that stuff and suspended stuff. SL, okay, what is SMH? Shaking my head. Shaking my head, thank you. I don't know texties well enough. Sorry. Some things like that I just don't... I don't pay that close attention. So he, had, he said SMH on the first couple and then... And suspended, shaking my head. Terrible call. And he's told reporters he doesn't know how he's supposed to protect offensive players, which Goodell told him in their meeting that he has to do. I think you, you it's, whole, it's hard to teach an old dog new tricks. Right. Or guys like myself to know what SMH stands for sometimes. I, I just think it's hard for him He's, he's played the way he's played. And you've seen a reluctance for him to change the way he's played or the way he does play the game. And at 35, he might go, you know what? I've finished this season out. I'm good. I'm good. League has changed. I, I'm, no, I'm no longer capable of playing the NFL the way, the way it's currently legislated. I do agree with him on a point where and that there needs to be a better understanding of what constitutes helmet to helmet, what constitutes a personal foul. Right. I believe in his cases, though, it's been more about him, him launching himself. Yeah. And that's, and that's the problem there. 
and it, it ends up being helmet to helmet because he he tends to launch himself at players and tends to lead with his head. And but there there does need to be some sense of consistency when it comes to that. I think the NFL just does not have that right now. Um, another thing to talk about with the Broncos and the Patriots coming up on Sunday. Denver's now down to their final three games. All must wins coming up for the Broncos. Another bout with the Chargers on the horizon, along with the Raiders as well. And so for the Broncos and Russell Wilson, will these last three games determine his future with this team? No. I don't think so either. You look at at his rating, he's a, he's a top 10 quarterback by rating in the league. I know there are people like, oh, no, he's not. <laughs> he is. The yardage numbers aren't eye-popping. The other stuff's pretty good. 24 touchdowns, eight interceptions. And he threw three in one game at Houston. So keep that in mind. He's had four comebacks this season. And considering what, okay, here's what, what would happen if the Broncos decided to, to walk away? You're going to have $50 million in dead money, so which is about 20% of their cap if they decide they're done after this season. And it's not like you're going to be in good enough draft position to draft a top-tier quarterback in this class, at least. Because right now, they would pick 14th. Yeah, you're not getting... Caleb Williams, long gone. No... We would assume the well, Bears, but I don't know. I, with, with Justin Fields, I don't know if you make that move. If you, I don't think Chicago. you do either. I, I think, and this is going to be my uh, my hot take for the day. I think Caleb Williams sticks another year at USC. He could, he could decide that's what he wants to do. You know, some mocks have Drake May at, at North Carolina going to the Patriots, and then after that's Marvin Harrison Jr., wide receiver. You've got, uh, you've got Alu. Fashana, which I know I'm butchering his name, the Penn State offensive tackle to Washington, Dallas Turner to the Bears, the edge rusher uh, from Alabama, Jaden Daniels to the Giants. So there's your other quarterback, third quarterback that would go if that's what they decide to do, the, the LSU quarterback. Your Heisman Trophy winner, by the way. Yep. And so Denver w- would pick 14th. It, it doesn't feel like it makes a lot of sense. At this point in time, could 2025 be a different story? Yeah, absolutely. It could very well be. That's when you go get Shadur Sanders. And then you look at possible that that could be a possibility. But then you look at, okay, what about free agency? What guys are going to be out there? Could there be an upgrade? No, (laughs) I don't think so. You know, there's there's one, though, that that is intriguing. Thomas, Patrick, Brady, the second, junior, the third. No, no, that's. Take that, take him off. 48 year old. Take him off your list. Tom no. Brady. I'm talking about a guy that played in the league this season, but he's out with an injury right now. And that would be one Kirk Cousins. Nope. Nope. You, you look at the numbers. Nope. And the, the nope. numbers I don't are care. pretty pretty damn good. I don't care. But are you will are you willing to take that bath? No. To number one, sign Kirk Cousins. No. And then you plus you've got to have fifty you know million dollars in dead cap money to try to to, to deal with if you release Russell Wilson. Absolutely not, because you're not going to have both on this roster. Absolutely not. 
So I don't I don't think that would be he would be the only guy on this list that would be what you could perceive as a potential an upgrade over Russell Wilson. Because that's not much of an upgrade. But here because here's the other guys. Okay, here's your other guys that'll that will will be free agents. Ryan Tannehill. Nope. Jacoby Brissett. Mm-mm. Tarod or Tyrod Taylor. Nah. Marcus Mariota. Pass. Sam Darnold. Pass. Jameis Winston. Pass. Drew Locke. Been there, done that. Could they do it again? Who knows? That'd be um, a stupid idea. So pass. Baker Mayfield. Uh, uh hmm. No. Not. Yeah, it could be well, better. Well, you know be what? Better than. Great. Better, well, okay. Better uh, than better than Russ? No. Better than Kirk Cousins? No. No. I say yes. I say no. I, I say, say absolutely no. yes. I'd I rather have Maker Baker. Okay, well, here's, here's your cup. Go fill it up, and I want to test. All right. I want to check. Better than, Mayfield better than Kirk Cousins? Absolutely better than no, Kirk Cousins. No, he's not. We agree to disagree on that. A uh, guy that I know you love, Uncle Rico, Gardner Minshew. Oh, I'd take Gardner Minshew. Bridgewater, he's retiring. He's retiring. I mean, there's nobody else here. The, the rocket scientist, Joshua Dobbs, no. Ethan nope. Stick, no. Nope. I mean, now it's just, it's bargain basement. It's uh, clearance, leftovers. clearance rack. Leftover Christmas items. Holdovers. Back in the day, Kmart blue light special. This is Halloween candy you buy on November 1st. There's only one guy in this list to be worth looking at, and that's Kirk Cousins. And I say, don't even bother. And they're not going to because of the cost. Cost, cost is cost, too high. Cost to get cousins. The cost. Well, to, to part ways with Russ. The cost is too high monetarily, but also, are you really getting that much of an upgrade over Russell Wilson? I don't at, think you at, are. At this point in time, I say yes. At this point in time, yes, I think you are. See, and I, I'm I completely disagree because you know if we're talking about. Don't worry about the numbers with Russ because the results are he wins games or has been winning more games this year. We got to take that same logic and apply it to Kirk Cousins where he's got the greatest numbers, or at least he did until he got hurt. And the Vikings were just mid. They were average at best. And that's on a team that has... They also won a crap ton of games last year because of him. Okay, and so they've got it last year. Justin Jefferson, Dalvin Cook. You know, I mean. Okay, let me, let me, let's do a quick. Hawkinson. Let's go quick through the numbers here. Let's quickly go through the numbers. Let's start with Russ. This year, 66.3% completion percentage, 2,832 yards, 24 touchdowns, eight interceptions, a 97.5 rating. That's really good. That's really good. Those are good numbers. Last year, the disaster year, 60.5% completion percentage, 3,524, 16 and 11, which we say disaster. They, they weren't great. They were, they were very poor, worst season Russ has ever had, but it wasn't like that was the worst season a quarterback's ever had. 84.4% rating, not great. Seattle, 2021, 64.8% completion percentage, 3,113, 25 and 6, a 103.1 rating. We'll go 2020 as your last comparison here. 68.8, 4,212 yards, 40 touchdowns, 40 and 13, 105.1 rating. A, a, a watershed year, a big year for Russell Wilson. So they're all really good numbers with the exception of, of, of 2022. The, the numbers were 
more certainly. And there was a there was a lot of other factors at play with that, not the least of which was awful coaching. So let's go to Kirk Cousins before the injury, the Achilles injury. Okay. 69.5, 2,331, 18 and 5, a 103.8 rating. Better than. It's better than Russ. Okay. 2022, 65.9, 4,547, 29 and 14, 92.5. Still not bad. 2021, 66.3, 4,221. Huge year for Kirk Cousins. 33 touchdowns, 7 picks, a 103.1 rating. 2020, 67.6, 4,265, 35 and 13, 105.0 rating. Most of those numbers, yardage-wise, touchdowns-wise, better than Russ. Completion percentage, most of them better than Russ. You would get an upgrade with Kirk Cousins. If you go the last five years, that would be an upgrade. Just saying. But they're not going to do it, and they probably shouldn't do it because of, of the, the cost of the cost of what it's going to be to, to bring Cousins in and, and to walk away from Russell Wilson at this point in time. But that's, that's it. Maybe one of those guys might be a good veteran backup, but that's why you, got, you brought Stidham in. Young guy you think can still develop. There's still that, I think, that feeling from Sean Payton that he sees something in Jarrett Stidham that they can develop. Going forward, if it doesn't work out with Russ, he would be the break glass in case of emergency where Russ just craps out. I don't think Russ is going to crap out, though. My prediction of running the table is over. Thanks, Detroit. Thanks a lot, Jim. And your Lions. (laughs) Thanks a lot. Fighting Dan Campbell's kneecaps. Yeah. So we'll, we'll see where they go. But right now, it looks like the best, the best option for... For the Broncos right now is probably to stay the course with Russ in 2024. Because financially, it's going to... And and the numbers this year are starting to back that up. Hopefully give him another year in this offense. Got to find whether it's Dolchich when I'm I'm starting to have my doubts about the big perm and his future with this team because he can never get healthy enough to stay on the field. They've got to find a playmaker, a tight end. Look what Laporta does. Look what Laporta does for the Lions as a rookie. That's huge. And had a, had a big game against the Broncos. Sam Laporta is the first rookie tied in with 70 catches, 700 yards, and seven touchdowns. Can the Broncos find that guy? I don't know about that. But they certainly need more production from the tight end spot than what they're getting right now. And... Um, one or a couple final things. Anthony Richardson looks like he plans on resuming, sort of picking up throwing this month. Of course, coming off the shoulder injury, the Colts rookie quarterback and um, former Chiefs offensive lineman Ed Buddy died yesterday. He was 83, played his entire 14-year career at the Chiefs, was a member of their Hall of Fame, inducted in 1983, seven years after his retirement. All right, 827, Jim along with Cake today. Uh, one final thing. We've... Don't want to leave out Aaron Rodgers, do we? Do we want to leave out Aaron Rodgers? Uh, Part of me would like to. Rodgers! This guy double check. All right, Aaron Rodgers was on, of course, Pat McAfee's show, because he's paid to be on there, and talked about the decision to come back and play, which it sounded like at one point he was 
trending in that direction. Be ready hmm. for, for the Jets in the playoffs. That looks like that's uh, now history. Here's Rodgers on Pat McAfee on, even if they would have won this last weekend. Rodgers sounded like he's starting to, he's definitely starting to beep back up a little bit, but beep, well, beep, beep, I might have been available. I might be available, might have been, but I don't know. Here's Aaron Rodgers. It still would have, you know, again, we're, we're in the hypothetical world, so it still would have been, I would have, you know, if we win Sunday, then I need to go through a week of 11 on 11 practice, taking team reps, seeing how I respond to that, seeing how much I can move in the pocket, uh, seeing uh, can I get out of the pocket. Um, so there still would have been a conversation. It would have just been, it wouldn't have been, hey, we won, you're activated, you're for sure playing. Now, I obviously, uh, being a competitor, uh, I would have pushed it as hard as I could this week, but um, but it still would have been a conversation. I would have had to, you know, check all the boxes, practice well, respond well uh, the next day after some of these 11-on-11 uh, 11 11 sessions, and then the conversation between uh, Woody and Joe and Robert and uh, Dave and the medical staff and Neil Elitrosh, uh and myself to determine whether or not uh, they were going to ultimately clear me. So you know what the difference is? They're not. They're out of the playoffs. The difference <laughs> is they are out of the playoffs, and it's a stupid, useless, pointless gesture for for, for Aaron Rodgers to come back and play in any capacity when there's literally nothing to play for. And I'll defend him on this as much as I I've become. I'm gonna say Rodgers hater. I don't like him anymore. But I'll, I'll back him on this one. He says he wants to play two more years. Why would you at this point? What what do you have to gain by coming back off Achilles surgery at his age? Yeah. Where you still want to play. What do you, there's nothing to gain here. No. Which I, I kind of felt that way before they were still in the playoff conversation. If it's about continuing to play, if you're in Rodgers, why would, why would you go out and risk injury this season? Even if it's, the Jets limp in. They're a last seed. Why would you do that? If you're not 100%, if you're not sure, if you're not 100%, even in that scenario. So he's not coming back to play. No. And, I, and I didn't think it was going to happen anyway. No. All right, 830. It is a wine about a Wednesday with Talon Wine. Text call us 970-242-1340. Text from Kurt. Uh, abs are slow. Well, Sometimes they play they, like it. Some, sometimes, <laughs> Kurt, that... And, and the Broncos were, were slow against the Detroit wide receivers yeah. and running backs on, yeah, on Saturday, too. Yeah, that's probably part of the Avalanche's issues right now as well. All right, 831, uh, Connor McGahee coming up in just a few minutes. Uh, voice of the Avalanche will join us. Uh, up next, though, it is a four-down territory. By the way, it is a holiday edition. A wine about a Wednesday with Talon Wine. If you got some... Holiday complaining gift. Fortunately, I don't gift wrap. We don't. I kind of went through what we were doing earlier this year for Christmas. Right. Thank God I don't gift wrap. <laughs> I'm terrible at it. I try. Oh God, it, you and me both. A lot of things challenge me in life, but two things: fitted sheets, folding them. Yep. And wrapping Christmas gifts. Hundred percent. Absolutely, I'm horrible at both. Brutal at both. Yeah. And knowing textees shorthand stuff. Nothing that challenges me as well. 831. You can text us or call us. Chick-fil-A Breakfast Team phone line 970-242-1340. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas.
Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. Happy New Year, everybody. This is the Jim Davis Show. my terrible frosty impersonation all good and i stomped all over that's fine what uh, andy williams andy williams oh it's sad that i know it's andy williams it's so sad i don't think it's that no sad because <laughs> I, I i can't say i ever listened to andy williams in my life that was it was it's, he did he did the christmas specials and that was the only thing i i need a lot of him in colorado that's you know what sometimes that's all you need Sometimes that, all you need is the, uh, the the Andy Williams Christmas specials and the Bing Crosby ones. Oh, God, Bing Crosby. What the most bizarre moment growing up as a kid, watching the Bing Crosby Christmas special. With him and Bowie. And seeing David Bowie walk out and sing with him. Well, hello, David. Hello, Bing. And they were great. It's they, they were, Even if David Bowie was this close to walking off because it took, like... Apparently, the story is that it took so long for that special to come together that Bowie was ready to walk off. He was a very temperamental man, David and he, Bowie. And he he called, I guess he called his mother or something, and his mom was like, no, this is Bing Crosby. Crosby's Christmas special. You got you to gotta do it. So there you go. There's your obscure Christmas music fact of the day. <laughs> One other Bowie fact since before we move into Fort Dan territory. That uh, when Peter Frampton kind of fell on hard times, he was playing guitar for Bowie on tour. Nice. And they were on a private jet that somehow was getting ready to take off, and it caught on fire. Oof. And Frampton freaked out. He didn't know what to do. David Bowie picked him up and carried him off the plane and basically said, you're welcome for me saving Thanks. your life. Because Bowie was just that kind of guy. That's... Do something nice and then be kind of a turd about it. That's awesome. All right, eight. Didn't re realize David Bowie is that strong or Peter Frampton was that small. Apparently. Yeah. Anyway, 837, it's time for Four Down Territory. We're into Four Down Territory on the Jim Davis Show on the team. <laughs> All right, start things out. With, I haven't watched it yet. Plan on watching it either, probably tonight. The final episode of Real Sports on HBO with Brian Gumble. After 29 years, a truckload of Emmys, incredible stories that they covered last night was the final episode because uh, brian gumbel his three-year contract was coming to an end and he said okay i'm done i'm 75 years old and and the sign-off was was pretty impressive last night i bet where he said where he talked about you know, covering the ideas that they have he said our buck stops here and it stops now we started 29 years ago. We never promised to solve any of sports world's many problems. We'll explore them in an honest and intelligent fashion and to try to address them in a manner that was honest, professional, and respectful to viewers like you. And I think we did that. And I think they did too. 100%. Mary Carrillo and that, that group of people that, that work covering the stories on uh, real sports. Soledad O'Brien, just uh, an incredible group of people that, that do that. All right, second down, Charles Barkley. Of course, Auburn grad and fan will not be rooting for, of course, Alabama in the college football playoffs. Oh, I think I saw this. He said that he's more likely to root for Afghanistan. Oof. Chuck. He said, if I told you they played Afghanistan, I'd be pulling for Afghanistan. Chuck. What are you doing? 
What are you doing, Chuck? Come on now. Just being honest as a fan That's and a grad. And a grad of Auburn. That he's not going to root for them. Uh, yeah. So, okay, third and fourth down. All right, third down. John Morant making a uh, comeback last night in very impressive Yay. fashion. Hit the game-winning shot. This just goes to further prove the point that the guy needs to focus on basketball and not get caught up in, to borrow a phrase from Deion Sanders, all that bull junk. Get good people in your life. Stay away from the crazy, you know, the criminal stuff. Just focus on basketball. You'll be fine, John. And then you can do stuff like hit the game-winning shot in your first game back. It's not that hard. Be more particular about the people you surround yourself with, and some of those are Preach. related to you. Yeah, sometimes you, you know, family, it's always tough, but sometimes you gotta, you gotta do what's best for, you know, you gotta look out for A number one. Fourth down, have you seen the Nikola Jokic, Peyton Watson commercials for Hotels.com? I have not yet. Oh my God. I, 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 we don't have the time. I can't pull it up right now, but I think maybe for maybe tomorrow's, or for maybe, tomorrow's sound check. Yeah, I please think, do that for tomorrow for sound check. Because they are fantastic. All right, that's four down territory. Up next, Connor McGahee, voice of the Avalanche, joins us next on the Jim Davis Show on the Team Sports Network. Good morning, gentlemen. What are the haps? The Jim Davis Show on Colorado's sports leader, the Team. Talking Avalanche hockey with the voice of the Avs, Connor McGahee on the Team. And with us right now, the Chick Fil A Breakfast Team phone line, radio voice of the Avalanche, Connor McGahee. Connor, after. Trip to Chicago. I appreciate you hopping on with us this morning for a few minutes. Well, you bet. I mean, uh, gaining an hour is uh, much better than uh, losing an hour. The uh, two trips back from Seattle this year were much worse. That was, that was uh, you know, getting in bed at 4.15 in the morning. Uh, so a uh, little bit better last night, so yeah. no problem. Well, I, we appreciate it as always. Uh, I want to ask about the Devon Taves comments after the game last night. I don't know if you... Uh, happened to catch what Devon said. He said, look, we got 14 guys that are on the same page here. We got six that are not uh, after that loss to the Blackhawks last night. Some people are are criticizing him for, for saying that. Uh, I think there was one article that referenced his loser mentality on his part, which I think it's a guy, it's a veteran guy that wants this team to be, thinks they can be better than what it is. Should he have said it publicly? Maybe that's a, you know, that's a dressing room kind of conversation. Maybe it's not a public thing you make. I think it's guys frustrated that they lost last night to the Blackhawks. I guess just your takeaway on what Devon Taves had to say uh, about the Avalanche's uh, recent performance and, of course, their their loss last night. Yeah, I want to know who called that a loser mentality. That, I can tell uh, you. Would that you that like would it? not be what um, I would call any of that. And yeah. and somebody who's won a Stanley Cup uh, it yeah. does not have a loser mentality. I got news for you. Um, and, you know, we were... They were discussing this morning on our flagship station, you know, if, uh, you know, if you thought that everything was just the hunky dory in every single winning locker room, um, throughout history, I mean, you have a, a weird view of the world or have never been in the locker room yourself. And, uh, and things are handled in different ways. These are guys who are teammates and have the same goal and, and have respect for each other. And, um, you know, it, whether you're friends or family with somebody, you're not going to be rainbows and butterflies and unicorns all the time. And there's going to be some rough patches. And those things get brought up in different ways, and they get handled in different ways. But at the end of the day, they get handled. 
and that's exactly what will happen inside of that locker room. And it's just, it's amazing to me how in this day and age, you know, just one, one video clip and everyone's, you know, quote tweets and just says one word, whoa, and uh, you know, oh no, there's a, there's a fissure in the locker room. It, that's never necessarily true. And I just think that um, as Devontae's wearing a couple different hats as a leader, um, as a as a veteran, and as a human being, his reaction obviously after a game like that is is going to be something like that. So I just don't like the sensationalism made of it. And uh, like I said, it's uh, it always gets worked out. It's December. Um, right now, the Avs are nineteen eleven and two. Last year, at this point, they were nineteen eleven and two. The year they won the cup, when they got to nineteen wins, they played fewer games. They were nineteen eight and two. So uh, I think everyone just needs to to settle down at this point in time. I, I just think it's a veteran guy that knows what what greatness looks like and and, and what what he expects from the guys that he plays with. And, and I just feel like he's being a leader by saying, "Look, we can be better than this." We have to be better than this. And whether, if you want to criticize whether that's something you should have said to the media, that should have been a dressing room thing, okay, I can, I'll give you some liberties with that. But, but to, you know, to, to reference it as this one Mile High Sticking article says that that's, that's what a, a last place, you know, team, a, a loser comment. You know, it's a guy that cares. It's a veteran guy that feels like this team isn't playing as well as they should. I'll, I'll take, I'll take a Devon Taves saying that and caring. Because that can be the kind of thing that, that maybe gets this team playing at, at the level he thinks they're capable of moving forward. So, I, yeah, I just, I'm, Connor, I'm in total agreement with you on, on yeah, comments and you, like that. Yeah, you can make the argument, Jimmy, that loser mentality would be to not say anything. Yes. It'd just be to let that continue. And, look, I mean, we, we, all, we all do things that upset or annoy other people. And it sometimes takes a different way of messaging to get our attention. Right. And so that's probably exactly what's going on here. You remember the 8-2 loss at home to the St. Louis Blues? We heard Jared Bednar say things publicly about the team that we don't normally say. But what happened? The message got through uh, and the avalanche came back right after that and fixed it. So, um, again, from the human aspect, which is what we have to remember here, um, the the methodology is, is probably what should be the focal point here. And it's uh, it's not necessarily a bad thing. Avalanche Radio Voice, Connor McGahey with us on the Team Sports Network. Valerie Nachushkin, a couple goals last night. Ever since the birth of his daughter, that guy, <laughs> that guy has been on a tear. The the, ba- the baby bump for uh, for Valerie Nachushkin has been very impressive, man. He has uh, been a, as good of a goal scorer as there's been in the league since the birth of his daughter, Anna. Yeah, little uh, little angel Anna with uh, with the superpower for dad, uh, which is great to see. Um, since November thirteenth, that's now thirteen goals for number thirteen. Uh, so, uh, and now tied for first in the National Hockey League in power play goals with nine. So, um, it's great to see. I think uh, you know everyone everyone loves a comeback, and that's exactly what Valerie Nachushkin has been. And uh, everybody should be on board with that. It's been uh, it's been fantastic, and he's been he's been almost impossible to stop. Um, that that top line, uh, frankly, um, over this past stretch, with with some exceptions as a whole team. I mean, Winnipeg was an off night for everybody, but uh, but Valerie Nachushkin now has points in in five straight, and and uh, the power play is where he's made a lot of hay. 
I know last night Jared Bednar, Connor talked about their inability to score five on five, and that was a frustration in last night's mm-hmm. game for Jared Bednar. Yeah, and uh, it, it usually is for coaches. Um, I mean, you you can't live or die by by the power play it can accentuate what you do well, but uh, I mean, a bunch of factors, uh, most of them self-inflicted with with turnovers. Um, Miko Rantanen has two point blank chances that he just misses the net on. And then Peter Morazic, I don't know why, but Peter Morazic loves to play against the Colorado Avalanche. Um, he's now five, two and two all time. He does have two shutouts. He didn't get one last night. Uh, but his goals against is under two and his save percentage is over nine, three, five when he plays Colorado. So it's just, uh, it's always a big night, uh, for Morazic. Um, but I just think that. Uh, echoing what Jared Bednar said on his show this morning is that discipline and details uh, are not there all the time, and that's especially important uh, when you're trying to stick to that structure five-on-five. So what we have seen with this team is that when you have a game where those details are not there, they follow up a game with those details. And that'll be tomorrow night against the Ottawa Senators, who... We're up 3 nothing on Arizona last night and ended up losing 4-3 in Tempe. So um, we'll see what happens. But I, I it, as per usual, um, especially in that regard, uh, at even strength, expect a response from the Avalanche. Avs Radio Voice, Connor McGahey with us on the Team Sports Network. Kale McCarr didn't play last night, missed his third straight game because of the lower body injury. What does that look like for tomorrow night with Ottawa, Ottawa Connor? Well, we don't know yet, and um, you know we'll take a peek at morning skate in the morning and and see what the the situation is with him and Andrew Cogliano. Both of them did not play yesterday, um, so uh, we'll just see if if uh, more rest is is needed. And again, it's it's not a bad thing. We've said it many times before. In the words of Benjamin Franklin, an ounce of prevention is worth a pound of cure especially when it comes to Kale McCarr and healing an injury in December, because uh, the playoffs aren't in December in the National Hockey League. <laughs> They're in the springtime. And uh, this team, despite all we're talking about, still is tied in points uh, with a division leader at 40. So um, it's not like the Avs are in a spot where the Edmonton Oilers are right now, and you have to force guys to play and just make it across the finish line. You do have... Um, at the moment, some time and liberties to to heal and uh, and use a stretch where you play three of uh, the bottom teams in the National Hockey League. I know you don't win that one last night, but um, San Jose was one, uh, and then tomorrow in the Ottawa Senators is another. So uh, we'll we'll know more in the morning. But even if he has to miss again, uh, I think at this point everybody should be on board with with players getting as healthy as possible. Habs Radio Voice, Connor McGahey with us on the team. Do you want to ask you about a transaction that happened with uh, Tomas Tatar getting sent to Seattle for a 2024 fifth-round pick? He, he signed the the, the one-year deal uh, back in September to play for Colorado. That comes to an end. He's now a Seattle Kraken. Just uh, what happened there? What went wrong with Tatar uh, being a member of the Avalanche? Well, I'm not sure that anything just went wrong. I think that what you've seen with with a lot of what the Avalanche have been trying to do with, with the forward group, um, is that it, it's a very specific puzzle piece that needs to fit in. And that doesn't mean that Tatar is, uh, 
is all of a sudden a bad hockey player or, or anything else. But uh, the experiment just wasn't working. And I think that when Seattle, um, who is down at least two of their top six, maybe three now, we'll see what the, the case is with Jared McCann, uh, they need bodies and they need veteran bodies um, to, to fill some space. They have some cap space. Um, so for Chris McFarland to look uh, in the immediate future and then in the, uh, the future down the road in the, in the springtime and, and after the holiday and, and, and see what his plan may be, he can get an asset and he can get a million five off the books, which if you're the, a team like the Colorado Avalanche is the most important thing because um, cap space and uh, when you have multiple guys in LTIR, it's very complicated, but anytime you can get some breathing room, that's a good thing. So it was actually a deal that benefited everybody. Again, not necessarily something that went wrong, but uh, the timing and the situation was right, and the avalanche can um, can survive in the meantime with, with the forwards that they have. Avalanche Radio Voice, Connor McGahee with us. Connor, we'll wrap it up with pop quiz, hot of- shot. Pop quiz questions for you. It's uh, okay. Christmas, of course, uh, coming up on Monday. Your favorite Christmas movie, if you have a favorite Christmas movie, what might that be? Oh, boy. I mean, I have to pick just one? You can give me a couple. <sighs> Goodness. Um, I would go uh, these, these three, probably. Okay. Um, Muppet Christmas Carol is a dark horse. It's fantastic it. with Michael Caine. Yeah, um, it's a wonderful life, and the nativity story. Those are my three. All right, very good. Uh, a recommendation for you: the man who invented Christmas, Dan Stevens. Okay. It's about Charles Dickens. Oh, interesting. Yeah, it's a very, it's All a right. very good film. I think you might like that. Fantastic. Thank you. I'll, I'll be sure to put it on the list. Christmas story does not make the list, huh? Well, it's just it's there, but it's not it's not your it's not my my favorite. I mean, it's all. I mean, I quote it all the time and watch it but you know it's it's not that close to my heart I even am. though uh it is it is you know on tnt and pbs all christmas eve and christmas you can't Day, miss and it probably I mean, it's always there watch yeah. it through about eight times having <laughs> everybody over for dinner and okay. opening presents yeah yeah, yeah. Uh, around here die hard has become this Big oh dark horse. Goodness. That drives me crazy. Christmas it's not a Christmas movie. movie. People get it, get out of here. It's not. It just isn't. I finally just gave in because they started wearing on me for years. We got this listener die hard, of course. It's, well, yeah. Well, course, I'll, I'll take on it. I'll take on anybody. It's not a Christmas okay. movie. Come on over. I don't think it is either. Violet Nights more of a Christmas movie about Santa Claus uh, knocking off though. They're not terrorists, but the bank robbers. Uh, it's a I don't know if I'd recommend it, Connor. I'll recommend the man yeah. inventing Christmas. I probably will not recommend. I just, I, I just think we're lo- we're losing the focus on what a Christmas movie. <laughs> what is supposed to be here? about? Exactly, <laughs> exactly. Santa wielding a sledgehammer is not probably a typical holiday fare for most people. Yeah, it's uh, it's not. It it's, really isn't. It's not. Well, Connor, have a very merry Christmas. Thank you so much, and and we'll talk to you next week. Hey, you guys too. Merry Christmas, everyone. Right, take care, uh, Connor McGee, radio voice of the Avalanche. We will take a break. It's not going to go along with that diehard Christmas movie thing. Uh, Hour three coming up next on The Jim Davis Show.